Hey, I'm Leslie. And I'm Mackenzie. And you're listening to For Such a Time Podcast. We are friends and followers of Jesus, seeking to empower and equip women in their God-given callings. Our desire is to see you step out in faith and step into where God has placed you for such a time as this. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. We're back. Sitting in Leslie's guest bedroom. <laughs> in our makeshift studio. And you can't hear it, but it's pouring rain. Oh, it's beautiful. It's the best. It's it so cozy. Yeah. It's very cozy and it's quiet because mm-hmm. there's no children. Just a snoring dog. Just my fat dog <laughs> snoring, <laughs> which is fun. So. Speaking of fat. No, I'm just <laughs> joking. <laughs> We're going to be talking. Our episode is on what a segue body image. (laughs) Speaking of fat, that was just too easy. Yes, we are talking about body image tonight. Yeah, we we had asked in a poll Mm -hmm. last week, I think. Yep, and we were asking, would you rather do a devotion time, kind of devotion one hundred and one type thing, or body image? Mm -hmm. We had. The majority of votes for devotion. We've done that, that one. Hopefully, uh, y'all have listened to that one and were encouraged by that. Um, and on that one too, I don't think we mentioned it in the episode, but because we hadn't figured that out yet, but we made a really fun um, printable daily mm-hmm. devotion printable that you can print off and just kind of have fun to write in notes and kind of do the discovery Bible study thing we talked about. So yeah. Anyway, that's just a little little plug that. for that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Mackenzie actually worked really hard on this segment. So I'm super well, excited. Well don't tell him that in case yeah. it's not good. No. <laughs> I kidding. mean I did. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're uh she did though. She's we've kind of um she's really been working hard on this one. So I'm excited to get into the discussion yeah. about body image and this may not be a super easy subject to talk about and just want to say from the get-go that we are bringing up these subjects and having these conversations not because we have all the answers or because we are experts or anything like that these are things that we talk about weekly with each other yeah and that's what this podcast is about is being vulnerable and kind of just again inviting you guys into conversations that we have as friends and we both struggle with body image from time to time and so we've brought this up in conversation with each other often um so we're figuring this out together guys and um just praying that you can as we're talking feel less alone in maybe some of the feelings that you have Mm -hmm. and then also just maybe letting the lord help all of us redefine what healthy body image really looks like yeah and what it should be and that's kind of just our prayer for mm-hmm. the night so when i think about that so much too in us picking sorry that was a really heavy uh, s. s i'm still learning how not to do that <laughs> into the microphone but i was thinking about how we picked the name for the podcast for such mm-hmm. a time yeah and obviously it comes based off of esther 414 you know the for such a time as this 
And we are in such a, our world is so inundated right now with body image and health and all of those types of things Mm -hmm. that I even think of, you know, my mom or even my grandma not having to deal with. For sure. And um, just that even though we live here now, God has placed us here for such a time as this. It's not by accident that Amen. we're living in this super body conscious body image. Social media. Yeah. You know, just being able to scroll and, and, and see, oh, I don't look like this or I don't look like that or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, it's not by accident. And so I'm so excited true. to have the conversation about it. Yeah. And seeing, like you said, what is how do we retrain our brain to see ourselves the way that God sees us Yes. Um, without also just that, oh, your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit type mm-hmm. uh, verse that, yes. you know, is always thrown at us mm-hmm. sometimes. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. So let's just, we got some questions. We'll just kind of open the floor yeah. again and start talking about this. So how has your body image changed over the years? I can go first. I would love for you to to. go first. Go for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I started thinking about this and obviously as a young girl, you don't really care much about your body. You're very carefree. Yeah. Um, You're not thinking about your pant size or anything like that. You are living life, playing outside and it's great. Right. I feel like it did start to change for me. I started noticing more. my size or whatever, probably around, I would say 13 or 14 maybe is when I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I've got a little belly or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then I really feel like body image changed for me, pregnancy, <laughs> postpartum, mm-hmm. you know, you're, we both have three children and <laughs> your body goes through so much yes. change more than I realized. Yes. I remember being pregnant with Bennett, who's my first, just postpartum being like, wait, what? <laughs> Why is it this deflated? Is what happens? <laughs> what happened to my belly? Like everything, <laughs> yes. you know, just yeah. it kind of being shocking, yeah. quite frankly. Like, yeah. Whoa, you know, and just how much you lay aside all of that. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah. And then again, second and third baby, it's like, Okay, we're even squishier this yeah. time, you yes. know. But you know, I've had to just lean on the Lord with that and I'm still continuing to. I am currently almost 8 months postpartum. Yeah. And it's still a struggle to uh prioritize that. But yeah, I think it definitely has changed. I think kids um was definitely the biggest um change in body image for me personally. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that, too. I actually had this conversation with my mom not that long ago. Yeah. Of, I don't think I ever gave my body a chance to know what it was supposed to be mm. or look like, really, as an adult. Um, because I got married at 21 and got pregnant with our first kid four months after getting married. Oh, wow. And so I had, you know, three kids in four years. And so my body never really got a chance to level out. Never really got a chance to like, what does it look like to have a, a, I mean, I had an adult woman body, but like being married and stuff like that, which is, I'm so grateful for all, you know, all of my kids and the time that we started. But I think my body image has changed 
mostly in the childbearing years too. Um, I was always really active as a kid and played sports all the way up till I graduated high school. And I was, you know, 120 pounds Mm -hmm. and that's what I always was. I do remember really loving food and loving to cook Mm -hmm. and that not being a problem because I was so active. And then, you know, you graduate high school and you're not doing basketball, you know, four times a week. And so, you know, the weight gain started to happen. I got into a really destructive relationship. And I think I turned to food because it felt like the only thing that I could control Mm. in that relationship. And so I gained weight and that caused more problems in the relationship. Eventually got out of that and kind of found running and really enjoyed that. So lost Mm -hmm. more weight. But um, yeah, I don't know if my body image, um, I I feel like I'm just now (laughs) Yeah, like dealing with my body yeah, image if I'm 100% honest and I'm I'm five and a half years postpartum <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> so I think it's um I'm the Lord has been teaching me a lot about that because if that's the one thorn in my side is probably my body image and, yeah. and we'll go into more of those changes that has happened for me in the recent like last two years but um I think I'm dealing with it now yeah And the next question, just to segue into that, because I think I know what our answer is going to be, but just kind of talking about it a little bit is, do you feel like your body image is influenced by social media and culture? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I want to say no, but I know that subconsciously, yes, I agree. It is. Um, I want to be like, no, that stuff mm-hmm. doesn't bother me. And I know I'm different. And I know that, you know, mm-hmm. those moms have different things, you know, different workout schedules and they have this opportunity or this. But yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah, 100 percent sure it does subconsciously. And um, actually having three girls makes me think a lot about that. I, yeah. I try to be careful with the way that I talk about food about body image all of that stuff um because of them and not wanting them to not that we never say the word fat or anything like that but we talk a lot about health how can we be healthy yeah how can we eat to fuel our bodies how can we work why do we work out do we Mm -hmm. work out because we want to be skinny do we work out because we want our internal organs to be healthy and (laughs) our muscles to be strong and so yeah I'm sure it does and Yeah. yeah I absolutely think it does. And I agree where you're like, I want to say no. And I want to say, I want to act like it doesn't bother me, but it absolutely does. Yeah. Just especially postpartum, you know, that's fresh for me. It's just seeing moms who are back in, you know, their jeans, which yeah. it's crazy because with Ezra, it happened, very, I guess, because I was only, I was still in my 20s, like mid 20s. Yeah. And I don't know if. You know, now I'm 30. I've entered the 30 club. And yeah. I think my hormones are different. And with Ezra, I bounced back really quickly. I was back in my jeans, like at six to eight weeks and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then this time it's like, definitely not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that third born does something completely different to your body. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that from other moms too. And yeah. so just navigating, okay, because, and we're going to talk more about this too, but where is the balance between I want to be healthy and mm-hmm. I want to be able to serve the Lord and my family yeah. out of health and out of energy and all of those things, but not being enslaved mm-hmm. to 
fitness or not being enslaved to food either. Yes. Yeah. The love of food or indulgence or anything like that. So yes. where's the balance? And so we just have to pray and ask the Lord like to show us because I think it's different for everyone also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thank you for your honesty on all of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will I'm, be honest. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of other people will will be as well. Yeah. Um, and then I just thought we could kind of go into, I had a lot of thoughts about this and prayed about this of just, okay, what are some of the lies that we believe about body image mm-hmm. and kind of getting to maybe some of the roots about that? Mm. And then what does the Bible say? Because I love, I, I don't remember what exactly this is called, but Antioch does this a lot where it's mm-hmm. like, what is the lie that you're believing or mm-hmm. that you partner with? Yeah. And then what is the truth? What is the truth? What, is what the does truth? God's word say? Yeah. Because that's where freedom is. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Being able to identify the lie. And I would take that a step further too. Mm-hmm. And Antioch is really good about this. Um, and, you know, I've learned a lot from doing this is what is the lie? And asking forgiveness for partnering with the lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. And then, okay, Lord, what is the truth? Yeah. Yeah. So one thought that I had was I kind of had the thought of the idling being unique. I feel like sometimes we can idolize. And it's it sounds weird to say this, but I think we believe the lie that we aren't unique. when truly we are like the Lord literally handmade us and knit us in our mother's room. And, (laughs) um, but I think that sometimes we can chase the idea of, I want to stand out. I want, you know, I want to be different. I want to, you know, pioneer a trend or something like that. And we can almost idolize the idea of being unique to other people. And we can believe the lie again, that we're not unique. But that's not the truth. You know, Mm -hmm. I started thinking about it that God spoke the world into existence, but he stooped down into the dirt and he used his hands to create Adam and Eve. We are are quite literally handmade. Yes. And Leslie makes a lot of things handmade. (laughs) A lot of people will pay more money. There's more worth in something that is handmade. Yeah. So what about something that's one of a kind yeah. or antique or some, something that you can't find anywhere else? People yeah. will pay a lot of money for that. There's mm-hmm. great worth in that. Yeah. And just started thinking, you know, no one has your fingerprint. Mm-hmm. No one has your voice. Yeah. I even was reading, no one has your same ears. You yeah. know, like it's just crazy how yeah. much, how much of our bodies are actually so unique. Yeah. And so one of a kind. So you're saying, you're seeing in the world, we'll do it world versus what what God thinks of us. Yeah. Okay, so the world is saying you aren't unique. Yeah. You can be fit, you know, you can be um, classified into these different boxes or these different mm-hmm. things. But God is saying you are unique. unique. You are one, a, one of a kind, mm-hmm. not only in the way that you're made, but, you know, in your, uh, talking about your physical appearance, mm-hmm. but emotionally, Yes. You know, all of that stuff. You are unique. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's a huge lie that the enemy uses that you can fit into that. And that's you can see. Mm-hmm. Go on Pinterest and be like, work, you know, eating for my body type. You know, mm-hmm. they want to fill it into all these different boxes yeah. or, you know, compartments. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I totally resonate with that. Yeah. And I think it's funny because you people try to emulate others, right? Yeah. But you are your the only you. You know, you can fulfill 
what God has called you to do. And yeah. that's the whole heart behind our podcast yeah. is for such a time as this. What What is uniquely your calling that God is calling you to? Yeah. To your family, to your church, to whatever it is. Yeah. That is unique to you. No one else can can, can fulfill that. Yeah. I actually love that. In that conversation with my mom a few weeks ago, we were talking, I was explaining to her what I have been doing with eating, what I've been doing with working out. And by this standard, this, you know, X, Y, and Z, this should be the result. Mm -hmm. And it's not happening. And I'm frustrated with that. And because this is what this tells me will work. Mm -hmm. Instead of me submitting and asking the Lord, what does this look like in the season that I'm in? Um, I think we, a lot of times we do that. We try to you know, well, I'm following this regimen or I'm doing this workout plan or I'm, you know, in pertaining to body image. Yeah. Like we're doing those things. And then, you know, because I saw this Instagram or this influencer doing this and they're getting this result mm-hmm. and I'm doing this and I'm miserable because yeah. I'm like carb deprived and yes. like, this, yes. you know, whatever it is, instead of truly yeah. coming before the Lord. And I, I, Remember, learn like I guess just as I've been growing in my relationship with Jesus, realizing He wants everything. Mm-hmm. He wants to be in every facet, in every fiber of my yes. life, down to God. What should I make my family for dinner? Yeah. And it's not because I'm, you know, uh, I say enslaved. I am a slave to Christ, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like I can't do anything without. God giving me his okay or his say it's this abiding it's yeah it's this abiding this this I'm in such close intimacy and relationship with him that I want to know I I want to know what he thinks yeah. and in and Coloss- no first Corinthians I think tells us we have the mind of Christ mm-hmm. so all we have to do is is press into that and I want the mind of Christ to see my body the way that he yes. does yes you know yeah yeah and I feel like I think we had talked about this the other day that body image from our standards or the world standards is just such a never ending, never satisfied monster in a way Mm -hmm. to where I look at pictures of myself from, you know, three years ago, four years ago, (laughs) where I remember taking the picture and looking at the picture and thinking, oh my gosh, I need to change this. I need to do this. Look at the pudge. Look at my legs. Look at this. I look at it now and I'm like, I wish I looked like that. (laughs) I I was not even what I thought I was. And so that just tells me that it's never going to truly be satisfied. Our identity and our image, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. has to be from the Lord and has to be his mind. Like you said, we have the mind of Christ. So we have to put that on. And I'm not talking about you know, being good stewards and working out and all this thing mm-hmm. that we're just going to throw that out the window. Absolutely not. Yeah. But not looking at yourself with disgust or yes. not, not wishing you were or wishing you could be, but just taking it day by day yeah. and moment by moment, like you're saying, abiding in the Lord yes. and asking him what he thinks of us mm-hmm. and what we can do to yeah. better serve him and serve our family. Well, and and we know, and I think people use this in the wrong con- context as mm-hmm. well sometimes, but but it, it it is true. And that is, you know, man looks at the outward appearance, mm-hmm. but God looks at the heart. Yeah. 
And I don't say that as like, oh, well, just let yourself go, <laughs> you know, because God loves your heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just this realization that it will never be enough. Yes. You could be the most fit, skinny. Uh, sorry if that was really loud, guys. You could be the most <laughs> fit, skinny, um, attractive, long hair, big boobs, yep. like whatever person. And you can still see those people are not happy and not Absolutely. fulfilled with that. Normally, they're more unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just realizing that um, until you have that mindset of, I'm going to see myself the way that God sees me mm-hmm. and and obey what he calls me to do. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do believe, God. you know, we know what God says about gluttony. We know what yes. God says about laziness. We're not, you know, you you have to take all of that. But once you have that, you can have true freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, I really feel like that abiding, that obedience brings that freedom that we so desperately long for. Yes. That when we put our jeans on and it may say, an, you know, a 10 instead of an 8, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, God, but I know that I'm obedient to you. I know that I'm abiding in you. I know that I'm having joy in the pictures with my kids mm-hmm. and I'm playing with them and I have energy mm-hmm. and maybe my pants don't reflect the size that I want them to say. I know that I'm being obedient. Yeah. And that, I think that's the biggest freedom that I've been searching for recently mm-hmm. um, because I've gone from really heavy and then in this last year I had dropped a bunch of weight and then I've gained a little bit back and so it's just been this kind of like figuring out what is healthy for mm-hmm. me and my body but what I've been finding is it's not me figuring it out it's just me abiding in Christ and yeah. me asking him like not only who do you say that I am but also like how can I obey you even in the the mundane thing of feeding my body yeah you know how can I just listen to you more closely and not give in to those cravings or temptations and yeah absolutely and I'll I'll just say this too something that has helped me Mm -hmm. quite honestly is when I was pregnant with Arlo which was last year um when we moved here in January Mm -hmm. so right at a year ago um I had gained a lot of weight in the first trimester, like maybe like 20 pounds by the time I was out of my first trimester. And I'm like, whoa, that's kind of a lot for the first trimester. (laughs) Right. Well, it really bothered me because I was so obsessed with stepping on that scale and keeping the number. Yeah. And when we moved here, I really felt so strongly that the Lord was like, throw the scale away. Get rid of it. Throw the scale away. And I was like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, well, I can always just buy one later. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we get here and we still haven't bought one. And it's been one of the best things for me, because I think certain personalities can be so stuck on, like you said, a pant size. I'm or stuck on the number a, a lot. number. Mm-hmm. Yes, stuck on a number. And it may be that you don't need to get rid of your scale. But for me, that was the case. And so for anyone listening, if you're stuck on a number, just throw it away. Yeah. If you feel like that would bring a little bit of freedom to yeah. just trust in the Lord more and about how you feel, yeah. like you said, then do that. Throw it away. It's just a number. Well, it's and it's realizing that there's other, we can they call them in the fitness world-ish type thing, non-scale victories. Mm-hmm. And so remembering to look at those things too yes. um, is so important to know, wow, I have more energy today because I did a fun workout video, mm-hmm. you know, and I ate, you know, I, I didn't eat, you know, <laughs> I just got this mental image of, McKinsey had sent me this video of 
like it was like what behind every kid eating mac and cheese there's a mom like wolfing scarfing it, it yeah wolfing it down in the kitchen <laughs> i did that like last week actually yes. and so maybe you didn't wolf it down in the kitchen okay like those are those are victories too yeah. in in just obeying what god has called you to do yeah. for your body and um there's so much freedom in that because mm-hmm. you're not i don't you're just not enslaved to it anymore yes yeah agreed yeah um and I think, too, something that I was thinking about is when you're talking about roots of body image, mm-hmm. I think it's so good to just get to the root of why I'm feeling what I'm feeling, because those things are going to come up again. You're going to be scrolling social media one day. You're going to see a, a body that you think is beautiful mm-hmm. and that you wish you looked like. And or you're going to have days where you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. And maybe you have low energy. Maybe you messed up and you did indulge on something and you feel really guilty and bad about it your energy's low and you're dealing with that I started thinking okay what are some of the roots that we uh, can go to those lies Mm -hmm. um, and figure out where our heart is bent one way or the other Mm -hmm. in this balance Mm -hmm. of body image right and I think a lot of it can stem either from seeking the applause of men Mm -hmm. about the way that we look Mm -hmm. Or the fear of man. And so what I mean by that is when we are doing those things, making those healthy choices, what is the motivation behind it? Is it for the applause of men? Is it so people will say, wow, look at how good she looks or look at her makeup or look at this or look at that? Um, or, you know, if we do make those bad choices, are we living in shame mm-hmm. about not wanting to be around people or wanting to recluse or afraid of what people will say about us. And so I think just doing that heart check of like, where am I, Lord? Like, search me, mm-hmm. you know, that scripture, search me, oh God, and know my heart, test me and know my thoughts, see if there be any wicked way in me. Yeah. Am I living for the applause of other people or am I hiding for fear of man about my body image? Yeah. And just kind of doing those, that soul searching mm-hmm. and then replacing it with the truth of scripture, which we're going to kind of go into and talk about some of these scriptures that discuss our body. Yeah, I think two things I thought of when you were talking about that. The first one is you were talking about, you know, the shame and the guilt that can come sometimes with whether it's overindulging or why those pants don't fit anymore, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. First and foremost, um, any woman listening that does that shame and guilt is not from the Lord yes, and that is from the enemy and that's a lie that he wants you to believe. And so stop believing that lie yeah. and know that um, your father loves you and he has grace for you. The, the verse that came to my mind is um, come boldly to mm-hmm. the throne of grace. Um, and that is a, that's a very vulnerable place to be. And I love that that verse just says come boldly, like yeah. step out in faith, come to that throne. And in his grace just is so overwhelming for us in those moments. And I speak that to myself as well. Mm-hmm. The second thing I thought of when you were talking about that is this is a totally vulnerable moment, but I, um, I wish that it was enough for me that when I get dressed and my husband tells me I look amazing, that I could just grab onto that yeah. and just believe that yeah. because I'm not dressing for any other guy. I'm not even, most of the time I'm, you know, probably dressing for my girlfriends most of it. (laughs) But, but when I get, you know, dressed up or cute, it's not because I want other men to notice at all. I love my husband and I, I want him to notice, but when he does, why don't I make a big deal about that? Yeah. You know, so I, I think that kind of stuck out to me as a root of like, 
maybe not that's not the root but this is the situation what is the root of that yeah and i i do think it stems back to whether it's the approval of man not man as the gender but just you yeah. know humankind yeah, as sorry, a whole I should have clarified no that. <laughs> i no i know what you mean but like <laughs> that sticks out to me because my husband is so complimentary of me mm-hmm. all the time and and is like you know a butt grabber like I'm just gonna say it and I'm grateful for that like yeah. I want to know my husband is attracted to me yes. and, and finds me you know beautiful and sexy and all those things that's such a blessing to me mm-hmm. um I I like so many times though he'll do those things or he'll say those things and I'm just like gosh I just want to like I, I want to believe that. Yeah. And there's times that I do and I'm just like, thank you. That means like so, so much, much to me. Yeah. I needed to hear mm-hmm. that. Then there's other times where I'm like, oh, I'm totally just saying that. Yes, you know? I or, think the same thing or I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. So, I, you know, I think that root does come from that. But that that's just mm-hmm. one of my examples of, I do think it's that. Yeah. That wanting that applause of men. And I think that's part of the people pleaser in me. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I've struggled many times with the fear of man, too, especially, or fear of people, I guess we should say. Yes. Um, Of just thinking, I'm not bouncing back like I thought I would, mm-hmm. and people must notice. Or, like, pick, taking pictures and then being posted and thinking, I don't like the way I look. I know people are thinking it, or, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. And just... I think if we can maybe start talking about the verses behind those things. Yeah. It would be a, a huge encouragement. Yeah. Let's, so let's, do it. Go, let's go into some of those. Yeah. Start with the first one. Yeah. So I picked this one, first Peter three, three, verse th- three and four. Yeah. Um, so if you have your Bible, definitely open it up and highlight these. But I love this one. It says your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Mm. And what I wanted to say, too, I had a little like asterisk Asterisk. here (laughs) under the part that says, you know, wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes, whatever. I have gold jewelry on right now, by the way. (laughs) Um, I I just wanted to note here that this is not condemning fashion necessarily, but it's saying that these things should be an accessory to our beauty and not a source. Yeah. Right. So what came to my mind as I was thinking about body image is how often Jesus condemned the Pharisees for adorning outwardly. Yeah. You know, they had the the whole suit and they would pray on the corners and they would be loud about their faith from the outside. Yeah. But Jesus said, their hearts are far from me. Yes. Right. So Jesus talks so much about the inner man. And like you had said just recent, just a second ago, that God looks at the heart yeah. and not at the outward. And so our beauty should come from that inner spirit. Yeah. You know, as we're serving the Lord, as we're serving the church, as we're serving our family, it should flow out of us and it should make us beautiful yeah. from the outside. People should see that. Yeah. And you've been around people like that before where you are with them and you're like, there's just something so beautiful. It has nothing to do with their clothes. Yes. It has nothing to do with the way they did their makeup. Yeah. It is their spirit. It mm-hmm. is the Holy Spirit in them that is making them so attractive and yes. so beautiful. And so that's what I pray would be in me and in us. It's just mm-hmm. that that gentle and quiet spirit that yeah. is so attractive. Yeah, it reminds me. This is 
it it makes me think about the the part in myself that when I am struggling with that body image, yeah, it's a quick scroll. What are the Instagrammers pushing? <laughs> what what Amazon like to know it link can I follow yes. and order? And then three days later, it gets here, and I'm not, you know, struggling that day. And I'm thinking, a I, I bought this literally just to make myself feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so easy to do. And I think it's it's just catering and coddling that, that you know, adorning with those types of things mm-hmm. just to help us feel better on the outside when the inside is still so hurt and broken. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Lord, he's so good at, you know, I just thought of um, that he binds up the brokenhearted and the crushed mm-hmm. in spirit and he talks so much more about that mm-hmm. you know because it's like oh he'll heal the brokenness on the outside like yeah. he'll heal the bones and he'll heal the you yeah. know but whenever he even in pertaining to that anytime he did a healing he was so much more <laughs> concerned with their inner absolutely with the spirit side of it that the byproduct of that was a physical healing. Yes. You know, of their body or their ailment or whatever was happening. So, yeah, like yeah. the the paralyzed man where mm-hmm. he said, "Son, your sins are forgiven." Yeah, before he even healed him. Yes. You know, it's like, "Let's take care of the inner man." Yes. And then and I love Jesus was such a boss. He's like, "Well, that you and the Pharisees were like, "Oh, you know, is he going to heal on the Sabbath or whatever it was?" Yes. I'm probably saying this wrong, but and then he said, so that you may know that the, the son of man has authority to yeah. forgive sins. Mm-hmm. Now his sins are forgiven. Now stand up and walk. Yeah. Now the, now yeah. the, the outward part comes secondary. Yeah. yeah. I just think that's so cool. Yeah. I think that, that I love that verse because it talks about the outward and he knows we're so prone to that outward. Mm-hmm. We're so prone to just the quick fixes yeah. instead of really doing the heart work. Yep. Yeah. We really can't be healed from the outside in. It's the inside out. Yeah. Correct. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, just and I'll just say these quickly. This is another one just about clothed, being clothed and clothing. Uh Colossians three twelve. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm. So these are the clothes that we should be putting on every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is Jesus. Yes. I mean the fruit of the spirit, a lot yes. of those are mentioned in there mm-hmm. and then even today we were talking about, not on the podcast, but Mackenzie and I were talking about how, you know, the Bible describes in numerous different places, you know, that the Lord is gracious, compassionate, yes. slow to anger, abounding in love. Mm-hmm. And it talks about compassion, you know, gracious. Those are things that we can wear because the more that we put those on, the more mm-hmm. we look like Jesus. Yes. And I just think I want to read one more. The one that is on my heart, the Romans twelve one. Yeah talking about our bodies. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is exactly what you described earlier. Mm -hmm. it comes from the transforming and renewing of your mind that yeah. we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. And then in those abiding moments, then in those intricate details, we can discern through the Holy Spirit what his will is for that moment mm-hmm. and for that season or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's where so much of the battle is with body image. Yeah. 
is our mind. It's a mind. It's a mind yeah, game. It's the mind thing. And the enemy knows that. Yeah. He distorts the truth. He tells you you're not unique. You don't stand out. You're mm-hmm. this. You're that. People are talking about you or, you know, whatever. And it's in our self-talk, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are so unkind. Yeah, if, we're our own worst critic. Yes. Yeah. If people could hear the way that I've talked to myself oh my before. It's, I would never talk to anyone like that. Yes. Ever. Yes. And it's a lie. Yes. The enemy, it's such a lie. And the Lord, I'm sure, is grieved. We yeah. are his creation. Again, Psalms 139. Mm-hmm. I, you knit me together. We are literally handmade by the hands of God yeah. himself. Yeah. And to just, I'm sure it grieves his heart when we, when we, you know, put ourselves down like that. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's basically saying what you made isn't good isn't enough. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's very convicting yeah. for that self-talk, you know, and I think, but those little mantras and those little slogans aren't going to get us through until we really truly do that heart work mm-hmm. and the mind work and that that is not in our own strength. We can't do that on our own. Um, it's through the renewing of our mind through intimacy with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think what it will be then is when we do make those choices as the Lord leads, as we're abiding, as we make those choices to move our bodies and work out and make those healthy choices, it will be out of joy yeah. and not out of obligation and not out of slavery. Yes. It will be from joy. It'll be from abiding. And it, what I like to ask myself a lot when I'm making those choices mm-hmm. or I'm not, and I'm suffering the consequences of that is, yeah. is the way that I am moving my body or not, or eating and not eating is how is that affecting the way that I'm able to serve my family? Mm-hmm. You know, am, am I grumpy because I haven't moved my body today? <laughs> am I snippy with my kids because I feel bad about myself? Yeah. You know, you have to ask yourself those things. And so, Lord, what can I do to be the best that you've called me to in where I am again for such a time as this? Yes. Yes. How can I serve my family in fullness and in joy um, and with anointing? Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're, when you're doing it for that reason, you know, and you're doing it from a place of joy, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's just freedom. It is. I just, I, I, that's all that it can be described as is just, there's so much freedom mm-hmm. and you're, yeah, you're just going through the, the going through the, the week and the month and you realize, wow, I haven't self-loathed. I haven't, yeah. you know, I haven't heard that critical talk in my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because it's truly coming from a place of abiding. It's coming from a place of joy. Yes. It's coming from a place of seeing yourself the way that God sees you mm-hmm. and having that mind of Christ. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I love that. Well, you want to pray? For yes. Us? Yeah. I would love Amen. to just pray for that. Um, that girl, that woman, whether, whether you've had kids, you haven't had kids, you yeah, are single, sure. married, whatever, just us as women. Yeah. Just going through that. So yeah, let me, um, let me pray for us. God, we just, we praise you, Father, that like Psalm says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You knit us together in our mother's womb. Um, you know everything about us. You know every hair on our head. Mm-hmm. You gave us unique fingerprints, unique ears, <laughs> everything about us. And you know us. And and you, you know us. That knowing translates um, in the original text as intimacy. You intimately know us. Yeah. 
And God, you know how our minds work. You know how we are so critical, Lord. And and God, I just want to pray for the woman that um, maybe woke up this morning and and failed because she ate the wrong thing or she didn't get the workout in or whatever. God, I just want to pray against shame and guilt, Father. We know that those are not from you. And Father, I pray that you would just give her grace, that she would have grace for each day. And Lord, I just pray that you would just open her mind to understand what you think about her, how you see her, and that, Lord, you would start that transformation process. Lord, that you would bring to mind the lies that she's been partnering with and that she would disconnect from those lies, that she would seek your forgiveness in partnering with them, and that she would seek your voice for you to tell her the truth about who she is. There's nothing sweeter than allowing you to speak truth over us. And you tell us that um, because your Holy Spirit dwells inside of us, that not only we have the mind of Christ, but that we can, we can hear you, Father. And so I pray that you would just speak the truth and that as she partners with that truth, she would find freedom. God, we thank you that, um, that where you are, um, Lord, that we have freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so, God, we just pray over that woman today. Lord, I pray that you would just give us wisdom as um, even as mothers as we raise daughters and even sons, God, to just see themselves the way that you do. That we wouldn't, um, we wouldn't be critical and that we would show them how to truly see themselves the way that you see them. God, we thank you for just the the truth that you speak over us. We partner with that today, and we ask that we can just be examples and encouragements to other women out there, Lord, that um, that need to know and to be set free from that bondage of shame and guilt and critical spirits, God, and that you would just give them freedom. God, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on For Such a Time podcast. We pray that this conversation was uplifting and inspiring. If it was, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. For your daily dose of encouragement and to stay up to date on our newest episodes, follow us on Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye.